Hello friends. Today our guest is Alka Bromley, life coach and podcaster. Alka enlightens us with her stories of her past challenges and the importance of having positive people in your life. Hello, you're listening to the Women of All Action, Wisdom and Excellence podcast. I'm your host, Adrienne Dillard. The Women of All podcast is a podcast that celebrates the everyday woman who in her everyday activities has exhibited action when needed, wisdom as required, and excellence as a routine to make life better for herself, her family, and or her community. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. Welcome, Alka. It is so good to have you join us on the Women of All podcast. Can you please tell my listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Thank you, Adrienne, for having me. I'm delighted to be on your podcast. My name is Alka Bromley. I am a qualified performance coach. But before then, I was in the corporate field, moved from Dubai, actually, to America. I'm a British American citizen. And I had that wonderful opportunity of being asked the question by my husband, what do you want to do? You can do anything you want to do. Go and find it and do it. Hence, I became a life coach. And from the beginning of that journey, I went into so many different pathways. My biggest achievement was developing my communication into a more professional opportunity. I became a public speaker through the help of Toastmasters. I also have set up a podcast with my 29-year-old niece at the age of 50 and her at 29. We realized that we have so much in common, but in so many ways we're different, that we thought it'd be a great forum to learn some things ourselves as well as reach out to other guests and see what we can be inspired with through their stories. Wow, you've got a lot going on, Alka. <laughs> yeah, Adrian, and I don't think I have, but when you tell people, they say, oh yeah, that's quite a bit. <laughs> but the funny thing is you've only mentioned a few and I know there are other things going on back there <laughs> that you did oh, not talk about, right? <laughs> absolutely. And, and the other thing I've learned through my journey, Adrian, is balancing and compromising with things that you always said yes to and learning how to say no. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm right there with you. Let's talk a little bit about being a qualified performance coach. What does that mean exactly? That's an interesting story because as I said, my husband asked me, what do you want to do? And I had to leave the States for a short period of time because I hadn't got a, my visa was being canceled. I went back to the UK, spent some time with my mom. And I Googled and manifested the opportunity of being qualified as a coach. And I, I picked this particular organization called the Coaching Academy because it was credible. And I wanted a credible qualification. You speak to many people in the coaching forum and they say, I'm a coach. And I'm like, well, where did you qualify? And they said, life qualified me. And I'm like, wonderful, life has qualified all of us, but give me some credibility. And so I became qualified. I got a diploma, qualified personal performance coach. I focus on everything from improving your relationship to your career, making transitions through the coaching strategy, structure. As I was beginning my coaching journey, so many people said, well, what do you specialize in? You've got to have a unique selling point. And I stumbled a little bit and I thought, well, what am I going to specialize in? So then I got qualified in laughter, laughter coaching. And I created this 
laughter coaching, which you're looking at me like I'm nuts. I'm not a comedian. I'm not dressed here as a clown. I don't do magic tricks. I focus on the serious side of laughter. And we read these articles, especially now when we're just coming out of a pandemic, I hope we're coming out of a pandemic, where people really need to feel happier. And I teach people literally how to laugh. And the science behind that is if you spend 60 seconds a day laughing, it will make you feel so much better. You begin your day with laughter, the science says that your brain will think that you're happy. I'm going to interrupt here. (laughs) What? Yeah. Okay. You teach people how to laugh. Mm -hmm. You think about this, Adrienne. When you're a child, you are happy. Your, your brain doesn't know half the things that an adult should. You, you think you should be happy. That's hopefully as a child, if you're in a happy environment, happiness is all that you should know. And, and they say children laugh hundreds of times a day and adults laugh on average seven times a day because our days are filled with stress and happiness, work, we we struggle on a work-life balance, right? And so if we start to focus on kind, being kind to ourselves, on doing things that make us happy, like having a night out with the girls or watching our favorite comedy on the TV or having some self-care, if your mind is trained to be happy, they say it takes 21 days to change a habit. Some coaches say it takes 30 days to change a habit. So on average, it takes a month to change a habit. If you stop every day focusing on having laughter in your life, I guarantee you that within a month, you will feel better. Your body will feel better. Actually helps you to lose weight. I know I can't really, (laughs) I can't really be the advocate of that at the moment, but it does. It makes you, your brain feel so much happier. I really never knew there were, was anything such as basically a laughter coach. It, it, it started, well, the, the whole laughter yoga started off in India. And uh, it's amazing that a country that has so many, so much poverty has so much happiness too. And I took that laughter yoga concept and I put it into coaching. I did workshops. I've not done many, admittedly not done many at the moment, but I did workshops in laughter. And it's that euphoria feeling of being together, the camaraderie. If one person starts laughing, it's it's magnetic. Yes. We know how it is. We, we sit in a Toastmasters meeting and we have a, a contest, a humorous contest. And there's something that you go, oh, I didn't find that funny, but the person next to you is laughing. Then you go, yeah, actually, that was kind of funny and stopping and before you know it you're in a a room in an environment where everybody is bringing in this happiness and on the opposite spectrum you could be sat in a in an environment where you're in mourning or you're in a funeral and everybody's down so all of a sudden you're down you're depressed it's it's also I guess one of the ways to describe it in a current day situation is over the pandemic there was so much stress, upset, and it, it gave me a chance to reevaluate 
what was positive in my life and what was negative in my life and who was the positive people in my life and who were the negative people and it gave me opportunity to do some cleansing and I feel so much better because I want to hang around with the positive people I want to hang around with the fun people I don't want to constantly be bogged down by other people's stresses because I'm trying to fight my own stresses I love that. I totally agree with that. We always ask people, how are you doing? (laughs) I'm not sure that we really want to know how anyone is doing. Because you're right, we do have our own stressors, our own issues that are weighing us down. But if you have more laughter in your life, you can handle someone else saying, hey, I'm not having a great day. I'm not Mm -hmm. doing that well. And perhaps you can provide something to them that will help them have a better day and uplift their life. This is, I'm sorry, I'm kind of mind blown right now with this. I didn't think this is where the conversation would go. I was thinking about it last night and I was like, what are, what are we going to talk about? What inspiration can I give? And the laughter always seems to manifest itself. Yeah. Oh, and yes, I want to absolutely want to land on the manifestation. Mm-hmm. Manifesting. Tell me a bit about how you started becoming I guess, a student of manifestation. How did that become active in your life? Approximately 10 years ago, I was in Dubai and I was in a really unhappy situation. I was in a horrible marriage. It wasn't physically abusive, but it was mentally extremely abusive. And I remember somebody saying to me, a friend at the time, she was like, you need to create a vision board. And I'm like, I'm not creative, a vision board. This is ridiculous. And I was desperate. I was like, what am I going to do? I need to, I need to find some happiness in my life. Right. I was getting to a stage where I was turning 40. I was like, is this it? This is my life. And so I sat at my office desk, at my office computer, and I didn't want to sit there cutting out magazines and sticking it on my wall or in right. my apartment with my husband where he sees this manifestation he wants to think that we're happy and I'm certainly not happy in this marriage. And so I started creating this online, what I now call a vision board at the time I didn't think. And it was just words, but even the words started to manifest within me. And I put things on there like, so I put a picture of me and I made it very colorful to make up for not having the pictures in the magazine. And I put little boxes coming out from my photo and it said things like, I have a loving, caring husband. I am in a happy marriage. I am financially secure. I actually put on there, I have a boat. Never in my entire dreams did I ever think I would have a boat. I just, everything from, I I, um, have a loving, caring family. I go on holiday three times a year. Just everything, regardless of it being materialistic or not materialistic, I have great health care. I can look after myself. I go to the gym. I wanted to kickbox and my husband was a bit of a narcissist and I couldn't kickbox. So I put on there, I want to kickbox. I love to swim. And before you know it, there's a subconscious that started manifesting some of these things. And from starting that, literally quick as a week, things started changing in my life. And I started getting opportunities that led me to come to the States and led me to have the opportunity of leaving my husband. But then when I came to the States, all these things started coming together. 
I met my now husband. I'm in a wonderful, happy, content marriage. I He has a boat. We have a boat. Can you believe it? We have a boat. I have great health care. Do you know, I'm in America. It's the, it's the world's best place for health care. We do wonderful trips pre-COVID. We'd, we'd go away separately and together. I have a wonderful social life. I have great friends. All the things that I didn't have because I was in this narcissistic marriage began to change. And it was all because of manifestation. Whether it's that subconscious or whether you are conscious. And so the other thing I did when I set up Inspire 2, which is my business with, with the laughter and the coaching was vision boarding. Yes. And it's so many people do it and I truly believe in it. I, I have a, many vision boards that are actually in the cupboard, but th those visions are in my head and I still have that vision board that I created and every now and then I'll look at it and I'll tick it off and I'll make some changes and I'll go, okay, what's the next goal? Where's the yeah. next journey going to take me? Yeah. Yes, I am. I'm a vision boarder also. I do the same thing. I'll look at my vision. Boards. I've done that. That's incredible. You know how, when you create a vision board, you'll set it aside mm -hmm. and then you come back to it and you look at it and say, oh, that's what happened. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, yeah. yeah. I, and I've done vision board workshops. I've taught them and I will still teach them if anybody wants me to. It's not anything I do regularly now, mm -hmm. but vision boards work. About the, I did my last vision board at a workshop that I hosted and on there, I put a microphone. I've always wanted to be on the radio. Well, we're podcasting. <laughs> yes, vision boarding, manifestation. It works, definitely works. Mm -hmm. I try to encourage as many people as possible to do that. Really focus on what it is you want to be, where you want to go, what you want to do, who you want to be. It'll happen, but you have to be focused on that. Yes. And the importance about creating those goals, which is what it's all about, is it, one, it keeps you on track, but it also teaches you to do, as I said before, the yes and the no. It teaches you what you want, not what somebody else wants, and it keeps you on track. And that's difficult for many of us because we have a tendency to want to please people. And we have a tendency to say, yes, I'll do that. Sure, I can do that. But you realize my plate is completely filled now. I can't continue to take on more and more and more. Mm -hmm. But it does. It helps you stay more focused. And it's kind of like, if it's not helping me get to that point, I probably shouldn't do it right now. Yes. Yes. Yes, but it may be not right for now, but it might be right for later. Exactly. We don't necessarily say never. We just say not right now. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to tell someone, I'm sorry, but I can't really fit that in right now. I, I learned that I, I did, between you and me, I learned that a lot with Toastmasters too, because really? as you know, you can, you begin and then you're the person who put yourself out there yeah. and then they want more of you. And you're like, I, I, this is great, but my whole life is Toastmasters and there's so many other things I want to do. <laughs> Yes, I, I'm right there right now, actually, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right, we, because they see you as the go-to person. You're mm -hmm. the person who's dependable. You can do what it is you say you do and will do it. They need people like, we never, have, what is it? The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. There are never enough people to do all the work. And when yeah. you find someone who can and will and 
You just want to use them as much as possible. Unfortunately, you end up getting burnt out from doing, doing, doing constantly. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about challenges over the years. What would you consider your biggest challenge on the path to where you are now? Because right now, I think you would probably say you're a much happier person, more fulfilled person. What was the biggest challenge on this road? There are many challenges, Adrienne, right from the beginning of, for, for me, being a teenager, when I was raised in England, I was born in Kenya, but raised in a, as, as a South Asian girl, I'm Indian, my heritage is Indian, but I was raised in a Western society. That was a huge challenge because I was battling that East-West culture and it really tore me apart. I am a very open person. I'm very inclusive. Every, everybody's the same to me. So if I had an Indian friend or if I had a white friend, to me, you're the same. I don't care what the color of your skin is. I wanted to go skipping with a girlfriend, but I had to come home and play with my Indian friend or my cousin. And that was a challenge for me because I was like, hold on a second. I'm in this society now that my parents have brought me to. Let me live it. And I think that's where a lot of my battles began and more in my head. And I left home and wanted to be me and do me. And I, I went down wrong paths. And many times I said, no regrets. But I look back and I think if I knew then what I know now, I know I would have taken different routes than what I did. That was a huge challenge because that then led me to meeting people who were the wrong people, getting into those relationships that led me into some very, very traumatic situations. I was in a very abusive relationship, which I never spoke about until recently. However, I now have the courage to talk about it because I know that there are many other people, not just women, people out there who are going through abuse. And I say that it's not just physical abuse, it's mental abuse, verbal abuse, if, even, if you don't see a physical bruise on your body, but you can feel it in your heart, it's abuse. Absolutely. And I went through several, two or three relationships that were, one was physical, one was mental and one was verbal. And it tore me apart, absolutely. And my biggest achievement was walking away. And it was hard, it was really hard. But here I am now and I'm, I'm happy, I'm healthy. I have a lot of love and support. And they were the things that I never thought I had because when you are a victim, you feel isolated, you feel alone. And one of the reasons for me to start this podcast with my niece was because I sat at home during the pandemic and we took it very seriously. We literally did not leave the house. And to me, the thoughts that went through my mind was, what about if this was 10 years ago where I was in a marriage where I already felt isolated. I already felt like a victim. I already felt imprisoned. How many millions of people are out there globally who are imprisoned within their homes because they have to isolate and they're going through these abusive relationships. And I wanted to create a forum with my niece because she's a younger generation and we have that synergy. But my message was, there is help out there. You are not alone. You, you've got to get out of this for your own sanity, your own safety, and to save your own life, you've got to get out of this. It, it's tough. It's really tough. And a big part of the abuse is having the control and making you feel like you are alone. 
Yes, and that's it. It's the gaslighting. It's it's the 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 abuser always feels like it's not them. It's you. And a lot of the reasons why I stayed so long because I got my first slap three months within that relationship, but I stayed for seven years. And a lot of that was the manipulation, the control, and the what what's going to happen to me if you leave? What's going to happen to me? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the person that I was at the time was a lot weaker. I wasn't as confident. I hated being alone. And to me, I was already pulled down. I was already made to feel fat and ugly and horrible. And who would want me? And in turn, he was saying, well, we're made for each other because, you know, you were... You, for me and I'm for you and I would say okay this is the best there is right. oh my that's a shame I'm thankful that you were able to break free from those negative relationships and you are stronger it's clear that oh, you yeah. are a stronger and happier person can you point to maybe one or two people who helped you or influenced you along the way well yes my mother was a big influence because one of the reasons why I left my marriage and it, and I have to say it wasn't a physically abusive marriage if anyone's listening and they think my husband my ex-husband was physically abusive he wasn't but he he did we struggled he struggled with my culture he struggled with my family and he started pulling me away from friends and family and so when he started doing that with my mom I knew that one of the most precious people in my life was my mother. Because I had this torrid childhood battling with the culture, I knew that I'd hurt her. And I knew that she was such a strong woman and she gave me a lot of strength to leave. So my family, my sisters, my mother were all a great support structure. But more importantly, at the time, they were far away. And I, again, lived in Dubai. They lived overseas a long way away. And my friends around me were a great support structure. And if there's people out there who feel that they're isolated, there are friends out there. I never went to any self-help places or I never rang a helpline, but I, I'm a huge advocate of helplines. Please, whichever place you're in, I know that these podcasts are global. Find a, your friends who can help you. Get a helpline number. Call 911, whatever the help structure is. I'm a huge advocate of that. There is help out there. And this day and age, there's more and more women stick together. Look at what we're doing here, Adrienne. We're communicating. Women stick together. But I'm also a big believer, and it's not just women. We are great human beings out there, regardless of what your gender is. There is support. And please reach out. That, yeah, that's please huge. reach out. Definitely reach out. It doesn't matter. Like you said, gender matters not. Just reach out if you need help. Yes. What about workshops? You said you took the coaching diploma program, but were there other workshops or any types of books or things that might have helped you also? I love things like TED Talks and stuff like that. I listen to those and, and watch those. And I find the people who inspire me, a lot of people obviously recommend different inspirational people and gurus, but you you connect with your own person and it doesn't have to be somebody who's famous and has got on that stage each and every one of us has something within us that other people can learn from yeah and generally adrian we are good people because we had the conversation about hanging around with good people there's some wonderful courses out there that but there isn't anybody specific that could go yeah i really will go to them a bit of wisdom i'm going to give you a couple of minutes to talk about or share any kind of encouraging word that you have for someone? 
I think the big thing for me at the moment is focusing on the younger generation because I am co-hosting a podcast with my niece and I'm learning so much from her but don't hold back a lot of the times I feel like I had regrets and I don't because I wouldn't be where I am now with my wonderful husband and the life that I'm living if I did have regrets but I would say don't don't regret do do what you can and if that opportunity arises grab it what's the worst that's going to happen you're going to learn if it doesn't work you're going to learn from it and other avenues open I felt oh I wish I'd started this podcast a year ago why didn't I do it why didn't I do it why didn't I set my coaching business up earlier why didn't I do this why didn't I do that I so many times I sit back and say that but I'm doing it now and there's so many other avenues that are going to open my biggest advice to anybody out there regardless of age is you're not too old. You really are. You can do whatever you want at whatever age. You have to just look after yourself physically, mentally, surround yourself with good people. They will be your support structure. You will be their support structure. And that way, the world's your oyster. You can do whatever you want to do. Seriously. Okay, you sound a lot like me. <laughs> That's funny. It's almost like you're, you're taking the words out of my mouth. <laughs> I agree with everything you just said. We're getting kind of late into the talk and I want to make sure we can get everything in. Can you share a story that captures what it means to be a woman of awe, action, wisdom, and excellence? Yes. I mean, there's many stories. We're born in this world as women and often and traditionally we're the second class, the second class citizen, and especially from my culture where My mother was the one who wasn't the breadwinner. She couldn't have ambition. She had to do what she was told to do. And I think that empowerment was as as we get older and we learn the different elements around us. And when we look at different cultures, we look at different environments, we look at different people that we realize that we're not second class citizens. The world wouldn't go around without us. We are a big part of this world, we procreate, we put everything together, we, men could not live without us. And so I think that as much as I am also a great support to the male, I think as women, we are very, very important people in society. We look after each other. There's a huge sisterhood, which is wonderful, wonderful. And if you're struggling with that as a woman, give me a call, I'll talk to you about it. I have come across women who, you know, there's jealousy, there's envy, there's ego, that's human nature. But when you get past that and you realize the beauty that is within the female body and soul and mind, so many things flourish. And that's where the happiness and laughter comes because there's nothing as wonderful as spending time with girls, having a glass of wine or a cup of coffee or watching a chick flick or I text my girlfriend today and I said, hey, I'm going to this wedding this weekend. What do people wear? I'm going to send you some photos of my outfit. Let me know. Yeah, that's what women do. That's empowerment. That's wisdom. That's support. And that makes the world go around. Yes. Girl power. Yes. (laughs) You mentioned the podcast with your niece. Can Mm -hmm. you tell us the name of the podcast? It's Changing Platforms. And it's on Spotify. And at the moment, we're trying to get an episode out every week, but I know we're learning. That may change as 
we try and juggle our lives too. But at the moment, we're hoping every week, and it's called Changing Platforms on Spotify. Okay, great. Where else can my listeners reach out to you? Well, we're, we're just launching our website for Changing Platforms. We're launching a Facebook page and an Instagram page for Changing Platforms. Those two latter ones, are Facebook and Instagram, Instagram will be out this week where it takes us a little bit of time for the website because we're doing all this ourselves. Yes. We haven't got a huge budget to go and get a big web designer and gradually we're, we're doing all the social media stuff. You can also find me on inspire Two, So that's the word inspire the digit two. That's my coaching business. www.inspire2.consulting. Inspire2.consulting. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on all the usual social media platforms. Elsa, this has been a delight. I always enjoy talking to you. You're such a bright light. You're also always energetic. Thank you so much for taking the time to be a guest on our podcast. The Women of Awe, you are certainly a woman of awe. And we thank you for sharing some of that awesomeness with us. You're welcome. And if I can reciprocate, if I can support you, help you, lift you up, let me know what I can do. Will do. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Thank you. And thank you for doing such a wonderful job, Adrian. It's fantastic. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me on the Women of Awe Action, Wisdom, and Excellence podcast. If you are a woman of awe or know someone who you think would be a good fit for the podcast, please contact me via email, womenofawe at adriandillard.com. Or you can post to our Facebook page. Always remember to be the best you that you can be. That is the best path to excellence. I hope you can join us next week. Please don't forget to support us by subscribing and leaving a review.